Hey guys, I'm Danielle. And I'm Joe. Welcome to If, if Walls, Walls Could Talk. Talk. We're the owners of Style & Structure. We build and renovate custom homes. We're going to talk about everything from purchasing a lot to building your dream home. There's a lot that goes on behind the build. And we are gonna talk about all of it with guest speakers, experts in the field, designers, and real homeowners. And oh man, if walls could talk. Thanks for joining us with another episode of If Walls Could Talk. I'm Danielle. And I'm Joe. Today we have Mike from Cityscape Painting in the studio with us. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Hey, Mike. Hi. We're excited to have you. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but okay. <laughs> no need. So, um, so Mike works with Cityscape Painting. They do all painting for our homes, and we just love working with your company. Oh. You guys have the best product you take our homes to the next level and i'm excited to dive in and talk to you about the process and and how it all comes together all right <laughs> yeah we just uh, we just finished the episode uh, where we talked about our parade home yeah and what we're really focused on then is you know the house feeling right and i think painting has so much to do with that people walk through a house and you know they might not notice that the paint job is perfect but they don't notice any flaws and that's a big part of what you do um just to make everything look seamless and, and come together so nice. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of our job. I always tell builders, especially when they're trying to skimp on saving some money on, you know, painting a house. Painting is the one thing you see everywhere. You don't see electrical, you don't see plumbing so much. You know, our, what we do, you see everywhere in the house. So, uh, that's where we kind of learn through experience that, that you know, you have to hit a certain mark, especially for the type of clients that you guys build for, because they do have an expectation that we have to live up to that. That's kind of unique in, in the country. There's other markets where, for example, down in Arizona, they'll use like eggshell paint on the walls and they'll just go right over the trim with that. That would never fly here. So nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how different parts of the country do different things. I mean, whether it's paint or I lived in Colorado for years and they did like a knockdown texture on the walls. Texture on the wall. Yep. I mean, we yep. do it on the ceiling. It's about the wall. And so. I mean, I wish we did here because it makes things so much easier for touch up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I had a three year old running around, yeah. dinging the walls. You can't even see it. It's yeah, great. not to mention your dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. No, I'm excited just to dive into this because we get questioned all the time from homeowners, you know, when they're getting bids from mm. other builders, you know, why is your pricing so different? And, and really trying to explain, you know, let's make sure we're comparing apples to apples. And yeah. paint is one of them that we have refused to, to compromise on on quality. And it's tough to explain because people think, well, paint is paint. I could go into a room and paint paint the room in a day. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's that a all the time. We have, uh, you know, we work for uh, quite a few different builders in the area. Um, and they usually tell us that, the painting bid, when they're reviewing pricing with the client, the painting bid is always one that they kind of the clients will sometimes raise their eye, eyebrows up because they have no idea what real what quality painting takes. And so when you have a house and you're talking, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty on up dollars, thousand uh, dollars to paint a house, you know that 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 gets their attention. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I'm sure you guys do because I, I haven't had to do this yet, you know, but I'm sure you guys uh, do a good job of explaining to the clients, you know, why it's so important. But I have had to meet with clients before in the past in person and explain. And I would tell you every time I've ever done that, after we're done, the clients come back like, 
oh my God, I had no idea this is what goes into painting a house. They're shocked. What we try to do too is, you know, not take the the lesser one for for an answer. Yeah. You know, there's different ways to do paint, you know, obviously. Yep. We can do pre-finished trim and yep. just nail it on and putty the holes. Yep. You can do a one coat trim or you can go out and, you know, do the full yeah. three coat oil enamel or whatever yep. it is. Uh, and for us, we really don't want to compromise on that. So to us, it's just explaining why we think this is the best. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times it's just showing them, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to, one, if, especially if they're newer home buyers, younger, where they haven't, this might be their first house, maybe their second house. They don't really know what to look for when it comes to painting. And to your point, you know, a lot of competitors of yours do just put up pre-finished trim, call can putty it and call it good. And most people would look at that and think it's okay until they see what a real paint job looks like, mm. you know, where you take it and you caulk everything in and you prime it and sand it and bond to it in between, you know, in between all three coats. And you have that kind of buttery smooth, you know, flawless finish that you just can't achieve when you, when you tack some stuff up and putty it. Oh yeah. yeah. So I remember we did my parents' home. They yeah. wanted to do a addition to their closet, basically take their closet over their attic garage space and we built out this really huge, beautiful closet. Yeah. So you guys came in and did paint. And in previous years, my dad has painted like our bedrooms or things like that himself. So he does it in a day. It's good to go. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so he's watching your paint guys and seeing them, you know, take little tiny razors and fill in every crack and just so detailed. But I think the process took just for his closet space. And again, this is a big closet. But we were at a couple weeks or something like that. And he had called me and goes, why is your painting taking so long? I would have been done with this in a day. And I'm like, dad, it's a quality process. I'm trying to explain to him what we do. He goes, I can't have my closet be the best painted room in the house. I go, well, then I guess we're going to have to repaint your whole house. I'm not lowering my quality just because your closet. So, um, so I would love to just dive in and explain what your process is. I know there's a lot of steps to it. So I just want to kind of start from the beginning because when yeah. you guys get in there, I mean, we put a lot of time in our build schedules for you guys. Yep. And there's prep work, there's drying time, there's paint, there's checking quality. Like there's yeah. so much to it. So yep. if you could just breeze through that for us and really help us explain to our customers yeah. what all goes into Can it. Can I point out though that we do give him a lot of time and he's always asking for more? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if Danielle wouldn't pick so many colors, maybe we could get know, through it faster. I know. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, you know, generally, the, so we have different processes for different builders. But I would say, you know, we what we do for you guys would be considered our premium process, and that's would, would that would hold for most high-end home builders in the metro area, and that usually involves on a house uh, coming in very early, right after sheetrock is up, and we prime it. Um, and then the, that allows you guys to have the drywall contractor come back and light check everything and fix it before we're back in there painting. And then once we're in there painting, you know, there's tons and tons of prep work. We're masking all kind, of, you know, all the windows off. If there's pre-finished cabinets, we're mat, you know, masking those off. The floors, all of that. And then it just starts by caulking everything in, puttying, um, bondoing where we can see the obvious stuff. Um, I would tell you that our company was one of the first companies to actually. We might actually be the company that discovered using Bondo for woodwork. This was a company was started back in 1985 and probably the mid to late 90s. Uh, we had a bunch of Russians working for us and some of them worked with cars on par- part time. 
And so the, I think they brought that to like, okay, well, I need the, these putty holes smooth. And when you use regular wood putty and sand it, you still sometimes get a little dip. So, and you could never really get rid of that. So they would, they ended up using Bondo to take care of that stuff. And, and now everybody's doing it. But yeah, so we go through and we Bondo everything that we can see and then uh, put our first coat of primer on. And then we'd sand that and we do another light check and we, we, there's a lot more bonding that goes on. I know you've seen houses where it looks like a murder scene of red spots everywhere. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's how far we take it, you know, and then we kills it again, sand it and then, um, apply our enamel. So depending on the house and what's going on, we sometimes do two coats of kills and one coat of enamel or do one coat of kills and two coats of enamel. But at the end of the day, uh, it's three coats. We do two coats of kills if we're in a little bit more of a hurry because uh, kills dries a lot faster than typically enamels will. I really like that part of the process because, like you said, it looks like a murder scene. There's so much of that red bondo everywhere, and I'll get a customer that comes through and, well, I checked this paint before they did this again, and it was it was really good. <laughs> what are they doing? And it's like, well, it was not good enough, yeah, right? Yep. So they see that we've had customers comment all the time, like, what is this? You know, they don't understand it. So once you explain it to them, then they kind of get it. And that's where they're like, okay, this is where all the work comes from. They just, they've never seen a paint job like, yeah, you know, like we do. It's impressive. So. You guys have a big team that comes out on these homes and yeah. gosh, they are detailed and yeah. they're good. Yep. And they worked really quickly too. I'm like, if this were me trying to do all the steps you guys did, I mean, it would be like a six month process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can you explain a little bit more of those light checks? What What's involved in all of those? So basically it's just, we walk around with halogen lights on, or sometimes LED lights and we just hold them up really close to the woodwork and that allows us, it reflects, so it allows us a little bit better ability to see kind of what we're dealing with you know and when we're in the house you don't have the lighting in the house that you do when the house is finished so you got to generate your generate it yourself and all the windows are masked off and by that point they've got paint all over them so there's not they're not letting a lot of light in either so we really need to go through and light check that just by holding up a, a lamp against that drywallers should be doing the same thing when they're checking the walls we do it when we check the walls after we're done doing the wood um, then we mask all that off bag it and uh, we light check the walls, do a light sand on the walls, light check those and, you know, fill in because between when the drywallers are done and we're, we're on the walls, the walls take a little abuse, you know, from different trades in the house. So we go through and repair that damage and then uh, two coats of paint on top of the one coat of primer we already did, light checking in between both coats of paint. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot. And then yeah. how does it work if you do have multiple colors then? Is that extend? Yeah, so people always ask us, you know, because when we bid, they're like, you know, why are you charging me extra per color? And there's a couple reasons for that. But primarily it's because you got to stop. You got to load a different roller, different bucket, all that stuff. All, you know, and if it's a different color in one room, that means I got to do these walls first, let that dry before I can mask them off and do the opposite walls if you're doing like an accent wall. So it's just a little extra time in setting up sprayers or brushes, rollers, that kind of stuff to deal with, you know, the additional colors. Okay, so you want me to stop doing accent walls and just have the whole room be that accent? Absolutely not. Your accent <laughs> walls are so cool. No, I. Yeah. No, you guys <laughs> have unique. done yeah. some amazing accent walls, and sometimes we just do it with a color accent wall yeah. based on budget. Sometimes, a lot of times, we love to do. The wood detail yeah. and have you guys come in and do kind well, of I remember kind of learning with you how to do those and you know we thought we could just tack up the wood and not not caulk it but then we realized that doesn't look so good so then you have to do really kind of go through the additional work of puttying the seams and caulking in you know between the wood and the in the wall 
And that, you know, I'm sure drives the price up of that, but you can explain it to your customer that it looks so much better when you do it that way. It looks like it's actually part of a wall instead of wood just stuck on a wall. Yeah. And that's when we, you know, because there's an option to do backer, yeah. and we rarely do that. We actually put the wood detail right on the drywall. Yep. So yep. I'm sure that doesn't look it. as great, but you know, if if clients aren't really picky, they're not going to care. But when you have the backer on there, then it looks like you know uh, an enameled cabinet piece almost. So right. just really what the the client's expectations are. For so sure. can you explain just a little bit the different ways to paint? You know, you can use a paint sprayer, a roller, a brush, you know, there's all these different ways to apply paint. Um, how do you decide what's the best use of um, what you're doing? Well, I mean, all of the above. So obviously with uh, woodwork, we spray it all, you have to. And um, we use primarily two kinds of sprayers, an airless sprayer, which is the ones you see in the, in the homes all the time, that um, they, they, they work really fast and they do a really good job. Uh, we also have one called a diaphragm pump that's a little bit slower but a little bit more um, fine uh, a little bit more fine spray to it so a little bit better for cabinets things like that if you need a little bit more detail um, and then yeah we're you know if you're using one color through the house for walls we'll end up firing up a sprayer for that and then one guy will spray and another guy will be behind him with the roller but you know in most houses we're not doing a ton of spraying on the walls just because you're doing different colors and you know it's just it gets to be kind of cumbersome spraying on in smaller rooms so those the guys will just old-fashioned cut and roll from buckets so awesome yeah i love that so what are some fun things that you're seeing right now as trends in painting i know you guys have done a lot of fun things for us yeah whether it's like, <laughs> like just go in one of your homes, go to one of our homes. <laughs> whether it's dark doors we're sitting yeah. in our office right now yep with dark ceilings, dark cabinet. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of pops of color or some like bold accents that we're, yeah. we're seeing. Same thing. Um, you know, like in a kitchen, for instance, we're seeing a lot of um, like natural white oak with just a clear finish on it. And I think we did that up at that one model up the street here, that, that oak. We did, yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. And it's just like a, a soft accent with, you know, white enamel and some dark accent, you know, enamel colors too. So seeing a lot of that. Um, the key with that though is a really light uh, colored stain and using a water-based top coat because if you use an oil-based top coat, that will look more yellowy and in time it'll it'll amber and look more orange like the 80s orange oak that nobody wants anymore. <laughs> so oh my gosh. you Finding have to stick the with right water-based. wood tone yeah. is huge. I'm yep. like, it's so hard finding the right stain. But yeah, if you do yeah. the natural, that was a big difference. And what I love is you guys came out and showed us like yeah. how different it really looked. And yep. yeah, yeah, we got the color that and there's, we're going you know, for. costs associated with that. Some of those products are more expensive, just the product and they're a little bit more expensive to apply. So that's why it's good to, you know, show you and or the client, you know, the differences and then they can make the call of, you know, is it worth the extra money to do this or that? What's really tough is, you know, we're trying to get these two species of wood to look the same. Yep. So you might have the white oak next to poplar or something else. Yeah. It's a completely different stain almost to make it look the same, yeah. right? Yep. We're running into that all the time. We, we used to see it a lot when people did uh, cherry homes. You know, cherry was the big rage back in like the 2000s mm -hmm. with the poplar win or the fir windows. And you'd have to stain the windows to match that. To match that. So... Um, yeah, we're doing that all the time. There's there's houses just got done with one in Edina that had walnut, oak, and I think alder, and they wanted the stain to look the same on all. So the woods are all totally different from one another in a raw yeah. state. So you have to come up with a completely different stain for each one. And and we did that. 
we're fortunate to have super, super good vendors. We work really closely with Hirschfields and Sherwin-Williams, and they have stores that just knock things out of the park for us when it comes to uh, color matching for us and doing samples when we need that done. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I mean, dark colors, um, the oaks. I think the other fun thing that you guys, I, I feel like you guys were the pioneers of, are these accent walls, slat walls, things like that. Those seeing a little bit more and more of that, mm -hmm. um, starting to see more wallpaper. You know, wallpaper went completely away for a while, and yeah. now it was kind of creeping into, like, powder rooms, and now they're starting to get into, like, laundry rooms and a little bit fewer, you know, a little bit more areas of the house. So wallpaper is making a small comeback. Um, yeah, other than that, um, you know, blue, like, uh, navy blue kind of kitchen islands against white cabinets. We've been doing quite a, quite a bit of that. Black windows with white trim, that's been really popular. Yeah. So, and I always tell people, people kind of, I feel like they go overboard on the black. I think they take it too far in, and I, I don't think people understand that that black was actually supposed to look like old metal window sashes. So you're really only supposed to be doing that little window sash to make it look like that. And a lot of people right. want more because it, it, they think it looks better, which, you know, it's personal preference. But, mm -hmm. you know, the, the aesthetics of it, the right way to do it would be to just do the little sash, which we, we usually end up doing when we explain that to the clients. Right. Yeah. So you guys have done a lot of dark accents for us. And I yeah. remember you telling us a while back, like, for example, black doors. Mm -hmm. We had to do a little bit different of a paint quality and then kind of had to warn the homeowner yeah. about the touch-ups. Like, this isn't an easy one to touch up. Yeah. I mean, so I always say that one of my biggest jobs is, jobs is managing expectations, um, especially from the homeowner. So... Uh, you know, starting out, you I just never want to hear somebody say, well, you didn't tell me that this would happen, right? So uh, in, in almost, you know, 25 years of doing this, you uh, you kind of learn what how to set an expectation. So um, black looks really cool. The dark colors look really cool, but they're, they are a little bit harder to live with. So having white trim, you bang a vacuum cleaner into it, you know, you're usually not going to see it having black trim. You might see that a little bit more and white does touch up a lot easier than black does um, you, you know with the, our process we a lot of times can either uh, use a brush with white uh, or a spray can can't really do that with the black so like if a door got scratched in the middle of it like that one right there we would end up having to respray the whole door if you wanted it to be seamless now if the homeowner is like okay I get it I still want this and they're okay with being able to see some touch-ups here and there then fine they've been right. warned they just can't come back to us and say hey you know nobody ever warned me about this so can you get this on the schedule <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love that so yeah I think that that is good for homeowners to know and you talk about managing expectations it's like that is a big deal yeah these homes, they're lived in. They're going to yep. get dinged. And we don't want people to have to baby their houses either. But as far as like your guys' company, I feel like you guys have a great process. You manage expectations well. You are uh, one of the rare trades that is on top of your, your scheduling and timelines. So tell me a little bit about just your company. Like how long you guys have been in business and really, I mean, it seems like you've learned a lot along the way to get to where you're at. Yeah. So Jeff Ryland started Cityscape back in 1985. So I think that puts us at 38 years or getting close to 40 years in business. Um, been through a couple of recessions and ups and downs and never filed bankruptcy. We've been in business, you know, since day one under the same name. So, um, and then I came up, came along as a partner, um, in 2005. I was at, uh, Hirschfields for a number of years, then was at Sherwin Williams for a number of years. And then, um, decided to uh, 
come help Jeff run the company. So, um, you know, one thing that we discovered in having a larger paint company like this, uh, our competitors um, have divisions. So you got an estimating guy and then you have a production guy and then you have a service guy and you have, you know, all these different divisions or, or departments. And so builders would sometimes get frustrated, you know, he might be talking to a production guy and then, you know, the production guy said, well, that wasn't in the bid. Well, now he's got to call that guy to figure out why did you miss that in the bid? So our secret sauce has really been, we are personally involved with, you know, our specific builders on each job from start to finish. So Joe's just got to worry about calling me, you know, all the way from start to finish and, you know, Kelly as well, our, our field manager, but, um, you don't get any of that finger pointing or this got missed or that got missed. It just, it's a lot more seamless. So, but it's also a lot harder. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of stress, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no. So that's kind of been it. And, you know, we treat our employees. Well, I, we hired people during the recession, other companies were collapsing and we were actually growing. We were able to hire some good people and, you know, all of our, I, very rarely do we lose an employee. We lost one recently and it wasn't to another painting company. He just decided he wanted to work for XL Energy installing uh, elect meters or whatever, electrical meters. So he just wanted to get into a completely different business. But our uh, employee retaining is is off the charts. I mean, people love working for us. So that's what we're blessed I'm glad you having. brought that up because, you know, quality products are one thing. Yeah. But the quality of the application is so much different. Yep. Um, and, yeah, your guys on the job site are great, uh, very experienced. Do you like, are some of them specialty guys? Like, Hey, this guy is the best at doing the black enamel doors and this guy can roll out a wall like nobody's business. hundred percent. So part of what we do is kind of figuring out what guys are right for what jobs. And for sure, there's guys that are better at spraying and production and that kind of stuff. So you put them there and other guys are more detail focused. You wouldn't want a detail guy in production because, you know, you think I take long enough now in the house, it'd probably double that amount of time if I put a detail guy in there. So sure. yeah, absolutely have. And we have, you know, touch up teams that that's all they do is specialized touch up. And we have exterior guys because a lot of exterior guys, you don't want inside, you know, and, and so they, and inside guys, a lot of times they don't want to do outsides because they don't like working on ladders. So absolutely you have to get to know your employees and what their strengths are and try and put them there and help them succeed. And what I really like about that too is, you know, just as a builder, we get close to the workers too, right? Yeah. Like I know so and so knows my expectations. Yep. He know we just we get each other, right? Yeah. So you may have uh, how many painters do you have on staff? Well, we have about fifty employed and about another one hundred that are subcontracted, but they only work for us. And so I always tell people they're not like your typical subcontractors where they just find them off the street and sub them. These guys, a lot of them used to work for us as employees and then decided to start their own company and we just pay them differently. So, um, yeah, they're uh, most of the subcontractors that we have only work for us. So, so me hearing you with those larger numbers, I've only met a handful of your oh, guys, yeah. right? Yep, yep. Because they're the guys always on my job site, Correct. which I really appreciate. We try to do that as much as possible. Most builders like that. They get to your point. They get to know certain guys and, you know, it's, it's hard to do, but we try to do it as much as we can give you the guys that you're used to. Sometimes you can't because they might be when your house comes up, they might be in the middle of another one and I can't yank them. But uh, between me and Kelly, we, we try to, to do that for you as much as we can. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think as far as the overall initial install, that's great. But people, like I said, they live in their home and there's going to be some touch ups. Yeah. So, 
you know, aside from just the black paint and doors, just in general, when yeah. people want touch-ups, do you guys offer that? And what would that process look like? How often would you recommend people yeah, having so those touch-ups? So a couple things. Um, we moved to using emerald wall paint with Sherwin-Williams um, as kind of our standard for premium homes um, not that long ago, probably about a year ago. So having a higher quality, better uh, wall paint does help reduce the amount of touch-ups because it's not something that gets damaged so easily. Um, but as far as touching up goes, uh, it, you know, some clients will do it themselves. I've had, you know, many clients that are like, you know, I don't care. I'll grab a brush and, you know, do walk through the house, you know, once a year or whatever and do touch ups. But we do offer, we have a service department um, that's run by Jacob in my office. And uh, we do offer us, you know, by the hour we'll come out and, you know, the people will point out what they want touched up and we'll spend a day or two in the house kind of tuning it up. Biggest thing is really the enameled woodwork. So what... One thing that, again, we try to warn customers about is it's a brand new house. Um, in its first year, it's gonna move a little bit, right? And so when you have enameled woodwork, that's all caulked and puttied and nice and tight. Well, when things move around a little bit, when the humidity, temperature, all that stuff changes, you get all these little cracks here and there. And people sometimes will freak out like it's defective and you're like, no, it's completely normal. And you, know, you just go through and basically caulk in a bunch of those lines, touch up a few spots if needed, and it looks like brand new again. So. Um, but it's, it's always good to tell people to expect that so that they don't come, you, you don't get that panicked phone call in six months saying, why is my woodwork cracking up? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but no, we, um, again, like I said earlier, a lot of times we'll spray, use spray cans to touch up. So if we have some of that, you know, on site, we'll do that. Um, otherwise it's mostly just caulking and just detail brushing to, to touch up that. Yeah. And I think that makes a huge difference. A lot of times we'll go into homes and do a remodel project and they want to tear out everything, redo it all. And Yes, we're going to do that in some areas, but sometimes it is just about a fresh coat of paint yeah, and yep. will look like brand new. Yeah. So as far as how often it's, um, that totally depends on the family. You know, if you have a, a single couple in the house, they're probably not going to beat up the house too much. They may never need it. You know, you have a family with two dogs and they they use the house. They might need a touch up once a year. And you know, it's also what, a, what their expectations are needs are they may not care that the house looks a little lived in so mm -hmm. but you know i would i would say for sure for the homeowner to expect maybe having a touch-up crew come through after a year or two just let the house settle and, and do what it needs to do and then have us come in and tune it up and then they should be good to go for a while nice. so what kind of paint is best you know we're doing the the enamel on the woodwork and the doors which are you, know, you can wash those with yep. a wet washcloth but what about the drywall areas you know they got fingerprints and all this stuff just smudges yep are, are you able to just take a washcloth and wipe them down yeah or? so that's why we moved to emerald because that's uh, and we we also will sometimes use a product from hirschfield's called wash and wear um and they're both they're both washable flats i always tell people okay so when you're doing a new construction house we like to use flat because it touches up you know people will build with you and they'll say hey i want to use eggshell and you know that's great but eggshell poses challenges for when it's, when it's time to close the house and get everything touched up. So that's why we, we moved to like a washable flat so that they get the durability that they're looking for, but it also gives us the, the you know, the ability to touch it up when, when we need to. Um, but coming from working from paint companies, Hirschfield and Sherwin-Williams, you kind of have to teach people how to wash their walls. You know, they think they can just get a rag, go to the kitchen sink, get it wet and scrub a spot. Well, anytime you scrub a spot, and even if it's eggshell paint, you're burnishing, you're basically polishing that spot. So when it dries, you're going to have a shiny spot there. So you're supposed to just go with light, light, gentle motion and a circular motion and then feather it out. So you work from the spot and, you know, 
work it out to you know a foot or so in diameter um, and just work the spot that way so we didn't cut those shiny spots. Mm. So my daughter saw a YouTube video where she actually got marker on the wall and she saw the YouTube video said slime can take out your marker. So I go upstairs. She did not do what you just suggested. <laughs> there was slime and the marker spread oh. all over. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so there is a way that you could actually yeah. clean up the walls. It's not slime. Great. Good to know. Yeah. Yep. So, and <laughs> if it's bad enough, then you just touch up that spot. You right. Know? Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's good to know. So as far as timeline, we get that question a lot, you know, for our customers, when they're going through a build process, we actually let them see the build calendar, which yeah. isn't common, but we like to have our customers follow along and really understand all that goes into it. Yeah. But the paint section, drywall is another one yeah. where, you know, you're what you're waiting for drywall to dry. But, uh, what is a typical timeline on the, and I know it depends on size and totally. all that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we paint for anything from 3000 foot house up to 30,000 square feet. So each, each house is a little bit individual. Uh, I would say for your homes, four to five weeks is probably average. Wouldn't you say something like that? It's about that. You yeah. guys use a lot of pre-finished cabinets, which helps. So you add cabinets to the mix. You probably add two weeks to what we've been doing. So, um, it could go up to two months if, especially if the house is a little bit bigger. So eight weeks, but, um, but yeah, I would say in general, a month to a month and a half. Okay. Yeah. 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 Again, I think that is really important for people to hear because yeah. they're used to, I remember when Matt and I moved into our first home in Colorado and that was our first project. We went to Sherwin Williams and bought a ton of paint and we just hammered out each room one at a time. But yeah, each room took us about a day or two. We did it ourselves. Yep. And so to hear that a professional crew coming in with quite a few people yep it could take that long i mean i think that's just eye-opening to people to really understand all that goes well, into it kind of helps them wrap their head around the budget too right when you see okay they're gonna have whatever four or five guys in there for six weeks and you know the, the bid is what it is it helps them kind of understand how you get there well and it's really a roller coaster too you know and they're you're digging the hole you just see stuff moving you're framing the walls and it's this, things are going fast and then it's like watching paint dry, yeah. right? <laughs> I, mean, I can't tell you how many times we get to a painting part of a project and homeowners, especially, you know, higher end homes, they want to move up their closing day because now they're getting excited. They see everything coming yeah. together. They're starting to see colors. They're starting to see everything come together. And, hey, can we close July 4th instead of August 30th? You know, that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> um, you're right. Because they see when they start seeing stuff come together, they get excited and they want they they, they want to hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> And there's still so much to do, even when it looks like it's almost oh, complete. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just think like painting for us was a big one that we learned very quickly because often, you know, if you start getting over a customer's budget, there's like, okay, well, what can we, what can we scale back on? And there's some things that I think are easy to scale back on. You're still going to get, you know, a similar look and feel, um, but painting, we realized, was not one of them. Yeah. Tried that on a project, won't do it again. Yep. <laughs> and it's just, it's so important. And I think there's just some things as builders, we cannot compromise on quality. There's a lot of things behind the scenes. You know, really for me, it's more the cosmetic stuff. Like, so for example, if someone wants to hold off on, we talk about that wall detail accent yeah. or hold off on, you know, a fully tiled shower for their kids' bathroom. I mean, there's some things that we can always do later yeah painting 
not one of them. Nope. It's got to be done right away. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No. I have to remind my wife of that all the time. I am not qualified to paint. <laughs> <laughs> do you get asked to do a few projects, Joe? <laughs> Once in a while. <laughs> but you're a builder. You should be able Just to do our whole me, house. We'll take care of you. <laughs> right. I've got a guy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Or now, you know, I feel like, especially in your early 20s, you helped a lot of friends paint their home They're like hey we moved into a new home you want to come over for a painting party yeah. i'm like now i would never say yes to that because i'm like i know i would butcher it yeah and then i would be looking at their home like i helped them with this and i feel bad remember <laughs> mike there used to be a builder that would actually advertise that paint your way in they would like use you paint your own house as your down payment it was this weird it was a weird thing oh. i do remember something like that i want to say it was like in the late 2000 or early 2000s y- when yep. it was kind of booming yeah yeah yep God, can you imagine as a builder what I that would look not. like? Oh my goodness! Well, and I think that was actually early on. You know, when it came to our remodel projects, we have a lot of people because we break out our proposals on remodels of what's all included, and sometimes people come to us and say, "Well, I want to do the tile, or I want to, you know, we're going to cut this part, we're going to do our own paint," and we used to allow that, and you just realize, you know, the finished product, we may have done everything good, but with a bad paint job, yeah. it's like, it looked like we were a crappy builder. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you it's put your true. Name on that, it didn't look right? good. Yeah, yeah, we certainly weren't taking pictures of those. <laughs> um, and so we've decided not to allow that anymore. Yeah. And, you know, again, we wanted to be flexible for homeowners, but what we realized through that is they're going to be happier. Yes, it stinks to, like, bite the bullet and just you know, pay yeah. that more expensive yeah. project, but they're going to be happier in the yeah. end and long-term for maintenance. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. wow. Well, I'm so excited that you came in to talk to us <laughs> yeah, about this. Thanks, because Mike. appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. We fun. seriously, we talk to people about this all the time. And yeah. I think hearing it from you, you explain it so much better than we ever could. So, <laughs> yeah. and this really is one of my favorite stages in the process because you're right. Like once the paint goes in, homeowners can really start picturing everything that you've been working in. on for a year is coming together at yes, that point. Yes. Definitely. Like yep. we said, it's looking finished. Yep. So yeah. yeah. So thanks again you so bet. much for joining us. You're so. welcome. I hope you all enjoyed learning about paint today. I'm Danielle. And I'm Joe. And that's another episode of If If Walls Walls Could Could Talk. Talk.